Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Hope you're all having a good year and a good start to 2021. Uh, we have a great show for you this morning. Uh, we have as our guest, Andy Yee. Uh, he is president of the Bean Restaurant Group, which includes the Student Prince in Springfield, Johnny's Tavern in South Alley, the, the White Hut in West Springfield, and, and so many other venues. How are you this morning, Andy? I'm doing well as well can be expected, and I'm happy New Year to everyone and a healthy New Year. And um, I think 2021 is going to be a promising year and get this pandemic behind us. So I'm excited for this year. Okay, well, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Andy Andy is here today because he represents uh, a large restaurant group, as I just said, and, and restaurants have become in many ways uh, the face of this pandemic. Um, every business sector has been hurt to one degree or another, but the, the restaurants, like I said, they've, they've become the, the face of this, the ones that have maybe uh, taken it on the chin more than any other. Their, their plight has been well documented uh, in media in this area and many others. But uh, Andy, we wanted to talk about uh, 2020 a little bit, but but 2021 a lot. Uh, just look back on 2020, if you would, a little bit, talk about what it was like for your group and, and restaurants in general, and uh, maybe talk, uh, we're going to talk later about maybe some lessons learned in 2020 as we head into the new year, but uh, kind of put things in perspective for us. You know, when we first heard about uh, COVID-19, you know, um, how do you spell COVID, right? Back in March, and when we lost the uh, parade was kind of like losing the family pet because that was a huge event for our area and and one would think and i think someone may agree with me that well we may have lost a parade but this is going to last a couple months um the the the, the great minds in science will find a, a vaccine for us in quick fashion and we'll get back on our feet so uh needless to say here we are 10 months into this pandemic and it's really devastated and and just really not destroyed, but really devastated the, the whole industry of, of travel, tourism, food and beverage, hotelier. I mean, it's, it's a, a big circle that uh, that our industries really rely on each other to help each other bringing more tourism into our areas and, and uh, you know, Big E and all, all these big events that, that that's kind of gone by the wayside because of this, 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 this devastating uh, pandemic. But we learned a lot. We learned a lot very quickly. We had to learn quickly because survivability is, is, a, is a, a key word that we've been using quite readily before the pandemic hit. I mean, uh, the, the, the economy was really chugging along very well. And uh, coming off of um, 2018, Q4, coming into Q1 of 2019, excuse me, Q4 of 2019, coming into Q1 of 20, it was really, um, it was it was good times, and then the bottom fell off. So, uh, but we we adapted quickly. Like Andy, uh, the restaurants have been hit with a lot of restrictions, sometimes without a whole lot of warning. Uh, 
a lot of people have used the word draconian uh, in response to what these restrictions have been put upon you people in the restaurant. What What's it like to have to face those, especially when there doesn't seem to be clear science that gathering in large groups inside in restaurants uh, is contributing to the spread of this virus? I like to use the word nimble and agile and adjusting accordingly. And then you got to really move fast today uh, in, in accordance to CDC and the state and, and Governor Baker's and um, initiatives and, and going forward and then coming backwards with the second uh, second pan, um, you know, um, surge here that we're experiencing. So uh, plexiglass and just uh, alfresco dining, outdoor dining was uh, was proven to be very um, successful for our groups and many other groups around around the country, might I add. <clears throat> uh, adaptability. You've got to be really nimble today and you got to be in a position to really react quickly. I guess that's my answer to, to shifting times and moving regulations and uh, 25%, 50% and all these numbers that we are, I don't like to say getting accustomed to, but we have to live with that. Those are the rules of engagement now. Do you think that restaurants have been kind of unfairly targeted by leaders in this state and perhaps in some other states as well? Like I said, they seem to be, you know, at the forefront of, of all these restrictions, uh, limiting how many people you can have in, how late you can serve, on and on it goes. I think history will, will, will really teach us a lesson here as, uh, as we adore the early days of the pandemic and nobody really took it seriously and say, oh, I'm, I'm invincible. Um, I, I'm not going to get this. I think we're, we, feel, we feel very uh, bold about that. And you look at the pictures and the newsreels uh, uh, coming through some, some bigger markets, they're just out there congregating you know, during the summer months or in the beaches, they're all, there's no social distancing. There's no um, uh, um, abiding by, by the rules and regulation. And that's when the problems really start picking up because this is a silent killer. And the numbers prove, or the numbers are numbers. And you, you, you see it every day when we wake up in the morning, we get this COVID report of how many people are getting sick, how many people tested positive, how many people are passing away. That's crazy. And then quite frankly, you get a little tired of listening to that. But yeah, do we get hit in the our, our industry at the restaurant business? I mean, let's face it, our industry is an entertainment industry. People congregate to be entertained, to to share parties and events and and and, and uh, celebrations. And uh, we're we're the we're we're kind of the center of of, of the meeting place in in the world. And uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's there. There have been a lot of. of Efforts to assist small businesses and restaurants, uh, sometimes specifically, well, everything from the payroll protection plan to some local uh, programs. I know Springfield had a program, Prime the Pump. Uh, there have been other efforts among businesses in this area to, to help restaurants out, to drive businesses to those restaurants. How have these helped or, or, or have they helped much at all? Absolutely. The, uh, the PPP, Payroll Protection Plan, was very helpful uh, around the country. And, you know, we have a great leader here with Richie Neal, and he was championing all the efforts uh, and in his unique position 
of ways and means. I mean, I mean, we got we got a great friend that's local here that that, that sways a lot of weight, and. Um, I was on an advisory panel with Richie to talk about PPP, and it was a real lifeline at that period. And again, getting back, we thought this thing was only to last a couple of months, but here we're going into the summer months, and now we're advancing to five, six months. Who knows where this is going to end? And uh, we needed help. We needed help. We reached out, and we, we got help from the federal government on the first tranche. And here we are uh, ready for the second tranche, which really need help because it dried up the PP money once it got used up and and used correctly, um, it, it's now you're you're kind of relying on the summer months for the Alfresco diner that did carry us through the, those months, but now here we are, we have no people coming into our restaurants because of the numbers and the, and what's uh, um, what's availed to us by by rules and regulations that. Uh, the next tranche of PBP is very important for survivability of groups like us and, and others around the country. Well, I know the governor is very partial to the student prints. Uh, what does he have, his own uh, item on the menu? I know he did at one time. What was it? We had uh, heat uh, fit hamburger uh, without the bun. Yeah, we, we put a nut and burger. <laughs> the story was, he was, uh, well, I forget the issue he was talking about. It's a nothing burger, guys. There's really nothing to this this issue. So I kind of grabbed onto that real quickly and I said, let's put a nothing burger on the menu uh, in respect to, uh, to to Charlie Baker. And he got a real good kick out of that. And, and it was, actually, it was a good conversation piece. Did, did he stop by for lunch when you were when he was out last week or? Uh, no, uh, he's a busy guy. I mean, the last I talked to the governor is just before the, you know, shortly the pandemic was hitting stride here, uh, March, April, June. I mean, just, just, he's just eating, sleeping COVID and he's making sure that the Commonwealth is safe. And, uh, um, we'll get through this. That the, the vaccine shows a lot of promise and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to hurry up and get in line myself. So let's talk about uh, a couple aspects of how the services change it has takeout worked for a lot of your restaurants and for restaurants in general in this area i know when the pandemic started everybody was really kind of hunkered down they had their freezers full of food uh, they were just subsisting there now people have been getting back out a little bit but you know they're still in their homes uh, are they are they doing the takeout thing and is yes. that, is that Takeout is an important line item for all of our businesses. It's been really focused on in the last 10 months. Uh, Some restaurants, most of our restaurants do offer a very robust takeout service and done very well in the last 10 months. Other restaurants, I can't say that because of the, the, um, the dining uh, experience. It really doesn't let bode well for takeout. So uh, some, during the early months of those pandemics, we shuttered down those restaurants, locked them down, and uh, hibernated them for a few uh, for a period of time until things loosened up. But all in all, to answer your question about takeout, it's been a lifeline for for a lot of our our industry folks, the pizza industry, the the Asian food industry, um, and I have several of those uh, those pieces in our portfolio that enjoys the uh, the takeout piece. People are ordering takeout technology lends a lot of importance to it online ordering uh contactless contactless uh, uh drop-offs a curbside pickup all those new items that we always talked about but never deploy are now being exercised right now 
Okay, this is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We are talking to Andy Yee. He is the president of the Bean Restaurant Group. We are talking about restaurants and COVID and what this pandemic has meant to the restaurant industry. Uh, Andy, you mentioned uh, outdoor dining. Uh, you, you travel extensively. I've traveled a lot. This is a, a big thing in Europe, uh, the restaurants uh, serving people on the sidewalks and, and sometimes in the streets or the streets are closed off but how did it work out this past summer and are we going to see this again next year and the year after that even after covid's in the past tense you know and, and some of our, most of our brands we do offer outdoor dining as a regular uh, um, routine for our dining uh, customers uh, I think it'd be specific more to student prints in downtown Springfield. And I can speak for a host of restaurateurs that really adapted quickly. You talk about Theodore's, you talk about Nadine's, you talk about the student prints, you talk about uh, other venues that really had to bring their tables, furniture, and chairs out onto the streets in some shape, form, or other. We had the um, uh, we had the enjoyment of working with the administration of our, our, mayor, our wonderful Mayor Sarno to enable us to shut down 4th Street to create a really enjoyable venue uh, for El Frisco dining that really, not just putting throwing picnic tables out there and just throwing a pot of plant, but we went the extra mile in ensuring that uh, the dining experience is not only experienced well inside, but we brought it into the street. So it, it, it was a great learning curve for us. Uh, we learned a lot. Moving on for the future, we hope we are in talks right now with the administration to see if we can continue our El Fresco dining there on 4th Street, uh, closing down the street for uh, a specific period of time, making an investment. I'm going to add that, making an investment uh, of, uh, of significance to uh, to really make the whole complete dining experience like you said joe we travel a lot we go to europe we you know i'm a big fan of walt disney world you see what they do um it's just uh, it's a whole whole experience not you know you, you bring your loved ones there you have dinner and and you're, you're in, in an environment that's really welcoming and comfortable and clean and safe and and i think we demonstrated that very well across the brands because we were forced to with the COVID, and then we learned a lot with that uh, one of the phrases that we hear a lot uh, these days is, as we enter 2021 and we start to look ahead to the future is, is pent up demand. We're hearing it in reference to everything from education to movies to restaurants, obviously. Um, your business is hoping, obviously, that there's going to be a lot of pent up demand, but there's speculation that you know, some of these habits that people have developed of, of just not going out, of not gathering in groups, uh, doing takeout and sitting at home. Uh, what, what do you hear industry-wide about what we can expect, you know, once we do get to that light at the end of the tunnel? We're, we're creatures of uh, being entertained. We like to be entertained. We work hard and play hard. I think the, 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 the model that I like to use, there is pent up um, the excitement to get back out there to to be at the heartbeat of a restaurant. And I say a heartbeat of a restaurant is really the bar area, the lounge area where everybody says, let's meet for a drink before we go in for dinner and then or, and or coming up for a nightcap before we leave. Um, that's all missing now. 
There's no lingering around and rubbernecking and looking and say, hey, oh, there's, there's George O'Brien at the bar. Let's go we'll talk to George and say, what's going on, George? How you doing? <laughs> um, those are things that I see in my industry. Well, we've been doing this nearly 60 years, uh, that, that people just love to be with people. Good, bad, or indifferent, but mostly in our industry, we like to bring a smile to everybody's face, one plate or one drink or one cocktail at a time or a beverage at a time. And uh, I think it will come back strong. People uh, like to be entertained. You know, I'm involved in entertainment as well and promoting and promoting shows. And right now, that whole industry is shut down. Broadway is shut down. You know, th those will never, ever go away because we love to be entertained and, uh, and it's going to come roaring back. I, that, I, I'm a firm believer that it's going to come roaring back. Along those same lines, and, and you and I have talked about this at least a few times, uh, some restaurants have closed. Uh, others may close in the months ahead. Uh, looks like there's going to be some opportunities, perhaps, for those who are entrepreneurial, those who are um, ambitious. Uh, some of these locations may have new owners, new new concepts coming forward. How do you see the landscape changing down the road, maybe a year or two from now? Are there going to be fewer restaurants, maybe the same number, but with different owners. What do you see? I, I do see an industry purge right now, and it's all indicative to all the big markets like New York and Boston and elsewhere. I mean, they, they, their, their numbers are, are, so, are just mind-boggling on how many restaurants are shuttering down for good, permanently. You know, here in, in, in the Pioneer Valley, we have our host of news that this is closing and that's closing, um, and that's really designed and then you, if you look at the statistics, mostly, um, you know, lifestyle changes accelerates uh, a thought process. You know, I'm a little elderly and this thing, you know, I, I was going to consider about closing anyways. And this kind of accelerated my thought process to, to go ahead and shut it down early. Yes, there's going to be opportunities out there. There's going to be a legitimate, uh, legitimizing of the industry where you get the great operators that are going to do great. You're going to get the good operators that are going to do good, and then you're going to get the operators that just get by to get by. But are they going to survive this, or do they have the the bandwidth to survive this? I mean, this is not over yet, ladies and gentlemen. We still got a few more months to haul through this whole thing, and. You know, just because we have a vaccine that's in uh, that shows a lot of great promise, we still got to social distance. We still got to wear a mask. We still got to sanitize. We got to still deploy all those measures that are really we're using currently right now, and that's going to come right through the summer. So um, there's opportunity out there, and I see it every day, and I get phone calls uh, now and then about this, that, and the other thing. Um, but right now we're 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 holding steady. We're just going to maintain what we have now and just get back on our feet. And I'm not, not, not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, everybody's on one knee right now, for the most part, in our industry. And that's, that's all the way around. Transportation, hotels, uh, hospitality, entertainment. You know, you look at the casinos. I mean, uh, you know, it's just uh, heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching to see all this hard work of all these decades go kind of by the wayside in some cases. And in the middle of all that, you um, opened a new restaurant. Well, not a new restaurant. You uh, kind of gave a new life to an old one. I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a minute or two to talk about the White Hut. How are things going over there? I should have, I should have seen my psychiatrist to say I'm going to open a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic here. Um, 
you know, opportunity knocks, and then when they knock, it, 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 it's just no. There's no timing for for opportunity. Um, and like side, the kind of deja vu with the student friends when when the Sher family announced that they were going to do a lifestyle change and retire, then that that's when we rose to the occasion to say that brand. And that's going on eight years now, George. Mm-hmm. Um, and deja vu, here we are. I believe it was February of 2019 when we learned all learned the news that. Um, the, our predecessors were shutting down the White Hut for good. And, uh, you know, I, I don't like to see those brands go away. Uh, I mean, like I need another restaurant, but, you know, the White Hut has, you know, I've been a customer there 30 plus years. And um, when I heard that news, it's like losing the family pet. And I go, not another one. So by week, we, we got up and said, hey, let's take a look at this. And if there's an opportunity to, to talk to the uh, to our previous owners there, then let's make a deal and let's save a legacy brand. And I, I like it. This thing's been there since nine, uh, for 81 years, and it's been uh, entertaining and and you know you know hot dog and a hamburger, one hot dog and a hamburger away by entertainment and, and enjoying the experience of the White Hot. But it's the White Hot, <laughs> and uh, we're having a lot of fun with it, and it's doing very well with takeout. And there, here's another example about takeout and online ordering and and uh, curbside pickup. That really kind of accelerated our thought process very quickly to deploy those steps and measures to to have our our, our consumers uh, enjoy the the product in a very safe fashion. So it's been very well, and we're excited to to get involved with the Big E with the with the with this moving forward. We're already in talks already to to expand, possibly uh, franchising. Uh, we've been approached by a, a number of groups that uh, they want to bring the, the, the White Hut name around uh, and, and scale it up a little more. Recently, we struck a great deal with the, the, the Moore family at the Big Y's. We're in over 20 stores with our White, White Hut hamburg, uh, excuse me, hot dogs that are displayed in the, in the meat cases right now as we speak and selling very well. And it's, you know, it's not, not a great time to roll out a hot dog brand uh, during the middle of the winter. And usually typically in the summertime during barbecue months. But uh, we've been doing very well with the, the White Hot brand overall. We're excited to be part of it. Well, very good. Uh, continued good luck with that. It is very exciting. And, and like I said, at a time when everyone else is kind of scaling back and, and hunkering down, you guys are expanding. That That's admirable. Thank you. So, well, thank you very much, Andy, for, for coming on. Very insightful. Uh, lots of good things to think about. Uh, continued good luck to you in 2021. And a healthy 2021 to all. Please be healthy. Okay, well, thank you, and thank you to all of you for tuning in. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. This has been Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We'll see you next time.